1: Hi there. Welcome to the Way Up North Podcast, my name is Chris Denner. I've been asked to appear today to talk to you about the self-portraits that I've been creating during this horrible lockdown period. Like most of you photographers and creatives out there, some days I don't know if I need a hug or if I just need to get hit by a car. It's a time of utter anxiety, it's horrible out there. But one of the things that I've been doing to take back control is a series of self-portraits. Self-portraits is easy and it's very creatively fulfilling for me. It's easy because I live by myself. It's easy because I can just look around the house. And I can express myself through my hobbies, interests and the kit and pieces that are in the house. Sometimes some of the ideas are inspired by music. Sometimes some of the ideas are inspired by mood. Sometimes they're inspired by something I've got on the side piece of the the living room. And I'm just like, hey, that's a cool idea. Let's use that. This is the thing with the self portraits it's really empowering it's really exciting and it's really interesting for me as a creative to be coming out of my comfort zone taking back creative control and doing something fantastic. So hey, have a listen to the podcast. Hope you enjoy, guys. There's no video is right kind. No, there's no video. <laughs> I would have worn a better t-shirt.
0: All right, Chris Denner. Thank you so much for carving time out of your day. I guess you're super busy out and about in England. There, running around the
1: house, crazy. constantly, crazy. It's uh, I just uh, there's just not enough hours in the day, Cole. Just not enough hours in the day, haven't slept in days. Just too busy, too busy doing stuff.
0: <laughs> so you're you're based in England, and before we press record here, you said that basically by by law it's uh expected that people are not out of their house for more than an hour a day right now is that
1: right yeah that's right uh, about six weeks ago um, lockdown was announced i don't know if that's the same for other countries but essentially we're not allowed to leave the house uh for more than an hour a day uh, that hour a day is exercise walking going to the shop you're only allowed to leave for like essential services so that's like you know if you need to go to the gp if you need to go to the pharmacist we need to go to the shop and even then it's like you you need to go to the shop to buy food you can't go to the shop and buy mascara or not that i buy mascara because i'm beautiful enough
0: (laughs) yeah so so it's crazy anyway so look man you're an English photographer. We've known each other for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, we've traveled to some fun places. Um, but maybe you can just kind of introduce yourself and give kind of the elevator pitch about who you are and what you do.
1: Uh, okay, so I'm Chris Danner. Um, I've been a photographer for sort of 22 years now, since I, was about, since I graduated when I was about 20, 20 years old. Uh, my career has spanned a lot of things. Um, I spent my 20s. Uh, working mostly as a commercial photographer and when I say the word commercial it was generally employed through studios through other photographers carrying bags assisting on shoots that's how I kind of got my breaks started um, then worked in studios so whatever jobs the client uh, the owner would book in we would then shoot um, and then I did that and then I started working uh, with a lot of bands as well in my sort of spare time shooting you know band photography for local, local scene bands. And then in my early thirties really sort of started to try and grow up a bit and uh, wanted a mortgage, wanted some stability. And so I'd been shooting weddings on the side a little bit because I enjoyed them. Like it was my early thirties, a lot of my friends were getting married. Um, and I was sort of looking at the photography that they were sort of having and what was in the market. And there seems to be a gap or something, that i i I sort of could do so yeah and it just kind of took off and i'm just really really enjoying it that's pretty lucky really
0: (laughs) at the at the workshops that we've kind of hung out at like what kind of jumped out at me is is your longevity i mean to be a photographer for that long is insane to me um and yeah, especially especially within weddings. I mean, you're 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 pretty established over there now, um, but you do it in kind of a quiet way. I mean, you're not the loudest voice on the on the Internet and you're not in all the forums and things like that. So you're kind of quietly having a nice nice run at the wedding photography game. What do you think's kind of like attributed to being able to to be in the game for as long as you have?
1: Uh, being stubborn uh being stubborn and also it plays into what you said about like the, the wedding community particularly the way up north community and the communities the other communities that are other communities are available uh, particularly in the uk they're all brilliant they're all amazing and they all support each other the community is fantastic however um my worry has always been that it can be a little bit of an echo chamber um uh, so i've i've kind of like dipped in and out like you said i've been a, a quiet voice in it which is cool but equally my route to market isn't through those communities being a member of those communities is beneficial to me as an artist and as an individual and as a person that's awesome that's absolutely brilliant But that's not my route to market my route to market is um being the best photographer I can be and trying to understand what my clients want and who my clients are so yeah, the other thing is, I, I don't really bother entering awards anymore either. So that's probably why people, people be like, Cristiano, who's Cristiano? But I don't know who that guy is. That's cool. <laughs> don't worry, I don't know who you are either.
0: Well, we're going to like kind of like do a little bit of a dive into the, your wedding photography business, but I guess like eventually in this conversation what I want to get to and the reason why I wanted to talk to you is about this amazing self-portrait series that you've got. <laughs> so so we'll get there. And so if people yeah, are listening yeah, like, cool. like why are we, why are we talking? Like that's where we're going to get to, but before we get there like um, with your with your wedding photography business, like you're a pretty charismatic dude i mean the times that we've hung out you're a charismatic guy you can talk about anything and you're kind of got a striking look um yeah. you've got a lot of tattoos and things like that so like you're kind of a a character really and a, a, an appealing one a likable guy um but with your wedding photography business you go behind a different name you don't use your name you use artists no no so
1: like,
0: so i wonder why that is
1: um well the, the honest answer is when i started the wedding industry i was doing other work, like more, more commercial work. So I was working with bands, uh, doing commercial photography, and I didn't want a crossover. So to me, even I'm not an entrepreneur, I'd never say I'm barely a businessman. If I'm honest, I'm barely a business owner. That, that really <laughs> doesn't really interest me. And I know there's loads of people out there that like to be a photographer. Now you've got to be an entrepreneur. You've got to be this, you've got to be that you've got. That's cool. That's great. If people want to do that, that's just not really me. Um, So even I, as a my limited business background, was like, you know what? I need to differentiate between what the two are because you don't – you know, if I've got someone looking to book me for a commercial job – I don't really want them seeing a bunch of wedding photos and vice versa. You know, like wedding photography to me that I've learned over the years is is possibly the most challenging form of photography out there. As someone that has had a crack and a career of most photography, like wedding photography is like, you know, like skin of your teeth on the edge of your seat. Sometimes you've barely got a second to think, even react. And it's so challenging. But when I started the wedding photography, you have to understand. 10, 12 years ago, the industry was very different, very, very different. It was very staged, very stiff, very formal. And there are still, you know, traditional practitioners out there. Oh, God, God bless them. You know, it makes my work look amazing, brilliant.
0: With your wedding photography business, like, what's what's the biggest fuck up so far for you? Like, oh. what's been what's been your your crowning achievement in terms of a big mistake that you kind of like <laughs> you learned the hard way from?
1: Oh, everything. Pretty much everywhere. Like my friends all joke that there's a right way of doing something and a wrong way of doing something. And then there's the dinner way, which is the wrong way. It's the wrong way, but it takes twice as long. So like I I had a, a really big uh, crossover period between my commercial work and my wedding work, and I had premises in Leicester. I had a studio. I was paying nearly £1,000 a month for a studio just to sit a computer in and just work in. That was dumb. That was so stupid. So you're just throwing money away um oh god just just following trends that was a really stupid thing that i did in my early 30s just and everyone does it everyone does it you're just like oh cool this is the hot thing this is the hot thing and it's just like not listening to my inner voice that was really stupid as well um like not shooting the work that i enjoyed like for me when i started in the wedding photography it was very much like oh yeah it's got to be super traditional but like my work with the bands and the fashion work was super creative and really edgy. And it took me a while to go, you know what, I can actually put the two together and become artisan, which is where I am now. Um, When I started trading with with the wedding industry, I was trading under this really chintzy name, Your Perfect Day. I mean, that's just dreadful. So that, so
0: basically what you're saying is that was your biggest mistake, using that as your, oh, your business name. <laughs> oh my
1: God, I could give you a top 100. That's just so chintzy. It's so chintzy. And for years I wanted to change it, but everyone tried to talk me out of it. Went, oh my God, you've established this brand and brand, 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 brand. And it was only last year that I actually had the nerve to, to rebrand as Artisan X. And you know what? you know, sales. Also, yeah, the other thing, like pricing, pricing, like I was super cheap for a long, long time. I was, you know, my average booking was 13, 1400 pounds. And I used to argue with my friends and like, there's a fellow photographer and a very dear friend of mine, he's an awesome dude. And he would be like, mate, you are so cheap. You're so cheap. And I'd be like, no, 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 I need the bookings. I need the bookings. Like imposter syndrome, I guess. And then last year, when I changed the brand, when I changed to Artisan X, I put all my prices up by four hundred pounds, and do you know what? I got more bookings. Mm, uh, last smart. year, I put my, put my prices up again. I got more bookings. So I've got the same amount of money coming in. I'm shooting less. Well, I'm shooting way less now. Thanks, COVID. But <laughs> yeah, just just I mean, just not having faith, and I guess. The thing i regret if i'm going to be honest and this is not a big big up to you guys at all is i didn't get involved in the community early enough i let my own prejudice about oh god everyone's a plagiarist everyone just like is you know uh bigging each other up and it's an echo chamber and yes the communities can be that way but they're also super helpful and they're super um educational and people can learn loads from them i guess that's my biggest yes yeah, my biggest thing i isolated myself being stubborn and stupid
0: another another uh, layer to who you are is uh is your music background uh, <laughs> I, I, I i again we're leading up to the self portraits things but I yeah. think you know we would be remiss to not talk about that because uh the last time we hung out, you were telling me about you know, you as a songwriter, and it kind of blew me away. Like that, like that is uh, that's definitely uh, a talent that you have. So, why don't you like kind of like bridge between where s- songwriting and photography kind of connect for you?
1: Well, it's all creativity. Um, it touches back to that subject I touched on earlier, which is like when I speak to some photographers now, especially if they're emerging in the industry, they're like, "Right, I'm a photographer. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. I'm an operator. I do this." I do secondary revenue, I do income streams. And I'm like, okay, that's all groovy. I'm a creative. So I write, I draw, I write music, um, I do photography. And the weird thing is, like, for me, my 20s, I was playing actively in bands and gigging and touring and having, like, the time of my life, it was brilliant. And then in my 30s, when I started growing up a little bit, um, I was like, yeah, I got to kind of stop that stuff now because it's not really going anywhere. And wow, the photography is taking off, and I'm actually making money, and I can have more in my pocket than just paying the rent and having a few left over for the takeaway and some beer. Um, so I, you know, I've always played music. I've always loved music. It's my first love. As a songwriter, I, I just it just comes naturally, sitting there writing the guitar. It's like a form of therapy for me, and I love it. But the weird thing is, beginning part of the year, I'd sort of thought to myself. But um, like the photography for me is now just a means to an end. It's just like a revenue stream. It's how I make money. Um, and you know what? This lockdown thing has taught me that I was so wrong because during lockdown, I've picked up my camera. I've started these self-portraits. I've been far more engaged with my photography than I, ever ha- than I have been over the last six weeks with my songwriting. Don't get me wrong. I've wrote a bunch of pop classics that are bound to be number one all over the globe soon. But I've also, you know, just picked up my camera for the first time. I mean, in my early 30s, I used to um, exhibit. I used to create art under a pseudonym uh, and and exhibit them. And I did like four collections, which I exhibited um, under the pseudonym of Jericho 1. And they were just like fun photography projects, artwork, and exhibit them in Leicester, exhibit them in London, sold a bunch to Rich Mix Gallery in London. So my work is still hanging in a gallery in London. That's pretty groovy. I got paid a lot for that. Um and, but then I kind of stopped as the photography was taking, as, as I was doing more and more of the self-employed photography, like the, the wedding stuff and the realities of running a business day-to-day. I think I just kind of took photography for granted, fell out of love with it, replaced it with music. Um, and the thing is with music as well, it's a communal effort a lot of the time. I, I really like playing in bands. And if I'm not playing in a band, I don't really do a lot. Um, I do have a habit of jumping it. from band to band.
0: Like, uh, maybe that's a pretty good segue then and we can get to the self-portrait thing. Um, So to kind of preface this, we messaged each other on Instagram, just a couple casual things. And then you dropped a crazy (laughs) self-portrait. And I was thinking to myself, like, has this guy gone fucking crazy? Because, you know, like, you know, the times that I've gotten to know you, like, let's put it this way you you have your entire body covered in tattoos, but you seem kind of conservative about it.
1: I didn't even know <laughs> that you
0: had that much tattoos until um, we did like a, a spa thing. And I was like, my God, this guy's hardcore. So I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about how like, you do kind of have a reserve side to you, even though you're this outgoing, charismatic guy. And I wouldn't have called called you to start doing a self-portrait project. It takes kind of a to me, in my opinion, it takes a, a special individual to do that. Sure as hell wouldn't be me. I, like, I, There's no way I could do it. So when, I, when you showed me the pictures on Instagram, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Because you are a songwriter and you're a creative. And for all I know, you're a great painter. So you could have been in this self-isolation um, doing a lot of different creative things. But you chose to do self-portraits. So why? Why did you choose that?
1: I think because... It, it was actually a revelation to me, like I said earlier, because I just thought lockdown, here we go. You know, I'm going to be in the house a lot. So great. I mean, with my new band, I'm, you know, we're in the studio at the minute recording an album and I've wrote all the songs. I was like, you know what? I can just write a bunch of new harmonies, rework a few things. But then I started getting my notebook out and I was just started sketching ideas, drawing ideas. I was like, hey, this could be cool. And then I was updating my website and I was like, oh, my profile picture on the website looks terrible. So I'm just going to shoot a new one. And I was like, oh, what would be a creative way to shoot that during lockdown? So I did a portrait. um, And I was like, hey, I really enjoyed doing that. It was like an hour of my time. Set it up. Set my light. Like, I like using off-camera flash. So that was fun and a challenge. and, And then I did one. And I was really happy with the results. And then I was like, hey, you know what? But on Instagram, people loved it because people could see my house and revealed a bit more of my personality. So I was like, hey, that's cool. Well, maybe people want to learn a little bit more about me. So I did two more portraits, one about the tattoos, like you spoke about, and one about my love of music. So one with my favorite guitar. And again, put them on Instagram. People loved it. And I was like, cool, this, you know, during lockdown, this is a really good way to like reach out to people. And also, I'm just really enjoying um, doing these portraits. I mean, I'm in the house. I haven't really got access to much. So you're sort of you end up going through the cupboards like oh my god what have i got what have i got what have i got what can i do oh i've got this right what can i do with this okay well you can do this blah 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 it's like really creative
0: how would you like how would you describe this series overall like if if someone hasn't isn't looking at these and you know you need to describe them how would you describe
1: self indulgent yeah, <laughs> amazingly self-indulgent. Because the, the theme was like, what's important? Well, can, to me,
0: can you do a self-portrait without being self-indulgent? No, because like, I, I don't, don't know. Think so.
1: <laughs> a majority of my self-portraits, I've got my top off though. So like, you know, narcissistic self-indulgence. I don't know. <laughs> but it's it's like so the the idea evolved from like things I'm into. So like tattoos, guitars, um and then things I've got around the house. So I'm like really into fitness and training. So cool. Do a fitness and training photo. Um, really into boxing. Cool. Do a boxing photo. Uh, really into reading and drawing. So cool. So um, we'll do a photo with that. And it was really good fun. And I actually ended up sort of like chatting to my neighbor a lot about it. A guy who lives next door and he's a, he's a hunter. So he goes out to farms, uh, pest control, like killing animals at night, like badgers, foxes, blah, 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 blah. And through him, you know, got got access to some, like, gunpowder and different things. (laughs) And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I've got a bunch of gunpowder, some smoke bombs. What can I do with this creative idea? And it just kind of, like, you know, steamrolled. It was really good fun.
0: Um, Songwriters sometimes uh, kind of refer to writing a song as, like, as you're channeling. You're, like, kind of – do you feel like you're sort of, like, channeling something with these?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, like, I know from my experience of writing songs, I mean, I've wrote, like, numerous songs over my career, numerous albums, and sometimes they just don't work. You've got this great idea, and you're just like, bam, like brick wall, just not there. And then sometimes, 20 minutes, and you've wrote this classic, you're just like, my God, that was so easy. And it is, it's like that, your blood feels on fire. And I got that exact same feeling with these ideas, where I'm like, cool, right, well, what can I do? Well, I've got a book, and I've got some gunpowder, I've got some smoke pellets, okay, cool. Well, what I'll do, ah, right. So how can I light that? And how can I tell this story? How can I use those things? And we ended up, I don't know if I sent you the photo, but I ended up blowing up an old book.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking at that photo right now. And what I, what I it's the one of the few with your, your shirt on, but it's, pretty, I know. <laughs> it's It's an incredible photo though. And, and I mean, most of the photos, when I'm looking at them, they, they're kind of, they are art and you just happen to be in them.
1: So. Yeah. It's well, I am art, I, I am artisan X, and why not? That's a nice dovetail, isn't it? I think it's just again, it, it's like, what's around me? How can I, uh, what and that's also about like creatively taking control of my life? You know, I'm sat in the house with nothing to do days on end. So, what I try and do is try and shoot an idea around about 10, 11, spend a couple of ideas evolving the idea, shoot it, and then artwork it in the afternoon. It's part of being productive, and the other thing, you know, I'm learning new skills. It's it's really tough doing everything by yourself and yeah it's good it's good fun I'm enjoying it.
0: How are you gonna how are you gonna like transition this back to reality once you're <laughs> you're allowed
1: out of the house? I'm not I'm not I'm just gonna go out and I'm just I'm just not gonna change I'm just gonna go out like Gene Simmons constantly in face paint and uh, you know with with no top on. I don't know I think I mean I know for me what I will do is I will continue to shoot these ideas and I will get something printed um through the uh through the art publisher that i used to publish my wedding books and just as something to sit on my shelf and i can look back on this period in three years time and i'm like oh my god remember when covid happened and like we were all just stuck in the house miserable and we're all drinking too much and we're all riddled with anxiety i can pull this really nice book out and be like hey i had my top off a lot and i was setting fire to things um you know i'm, I'm probably never going to have kids but i'd like to think that like you know, if I ever had kids, that'd be a cool thing to hand down to them, where they turn around and go, "Well, what did you do during COVID?" I said, "I to things and ran around with no clothes on."
0: <laughs> so, like to me, you you're like the the definition of a creative, and I think we've kind of <laughs> established that by now. I mean, you create things, and you're you're an artist. When did you kind of settle into that or become comfortable with the the fact that that is the the path that your your life is going down? Because I'd imagine a lot of people are like feeling that urge to create as well and, and perhaps they look at themselves as an artist but it's like well no 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 i gotta get a job i gotta i gotta become an accountant or something and, the, and they're kind of pulled away from doing what they want to do whereas you are just like yeah this is me this is my this is my life so like when, when did you get to the point where you're you're comfortable with being a creative
1: um that's a really great question like because i've never seen my life any other way so for example, like when I was like, when I went to school, I hated it. There's people I speak to, majority of people, they loved school. They really fit in. I didn't fit in. I hated it. I really struggled. Um, and I couldn't explain why I struggled. I just hated it. I just wasn't for me. Maths, science, anything like that. I was just like, Oh God, this isn't for me, but put a pen in my hand, um, and let me draw, let me create. That just felt like magic. And I was just really lucky. Um, that Things worked out for me. It was just like there was not one thing that led me here. It was a thousand really lucky little breaks. And especially like when I was young as well. So I was like really into music. So, you know, I was really into like punk rock. I still am really into punk rock. And it's the whole DIY do-it-yourself ethic was cool. Don't know how to play guitar, don't worry about it. Get in a band anyway and play. Don't know how to sing. You don't need to sing. Just just grab a microphone and start singing. Um, and that's kind of what I did. So I was playing in bands from like a very, very young age. Terrible bands, I hasten to add. Um, and then you just, you know, I often say to everybody, creativity is its own reward. I mean, I would have created these series of portraits um, just for me, just for something to do, just to share on Instagram or just just for me. Um, well, that's, it's an
0: amazing, that's an amazing, It's an amazing way to look at things like you, you're just doing it for you. And, and I guess for people who are hiring you, they're hiring you with the understanding, perhaps that you create for you, and they just happen to to be the, the benefit yeah. of that.
1: Well, it's something I do actually say to my clients. So I sort of when I when I because the way I like to meet clients is I like to do a face to face meeting. So I don't really spend a lot of time on um, chasing algorithms on Instagram and Facebook ads and Google's SEOs. I try not to get too much into that. It's like a rabbit hole. But what I do is I put a lot of time and energy into wedding shows, wedding shows where people, prize and grooms rock up and they see you, they meet you, see your portfolio. And they see me dressed there with, you know, cowboy hat, Motley Crue T-shirt, covered in tattoos, big silly smile. And they're like, oh, cool. Well, this guy's different. They see my work. They chat to me. And the one thing I say to them is, look, you know, you have to understand, you know, when you book me for your wedding, 95% of the ideas that we'll do on the day, they're for you. But there's a 5% of your wedding day. That's that's for me. That's for me to try new things. That's for me to experiment. And you've got to be down with that. You've got to be, like, on board that we're going to try things. And it's, it is interesting, particularly in this industry. I've never known an industry where, like, I love clients come to me and go, oh, we've seen this on Instagram or Pinterest. Can we have this? Um, And I get every photographer must get that. And that's cool. But I say, you know what? Well, you can't have this because this is someone else's photo. But let's work out your version of it. Um, Let's work out your story. And, you know, straight away, your clients have just got big, silly smiles on their faces. The eyes light up. They're just like, cool, this is a really good connection. So, yeah, selling the value into the client, particularly for your work, is really, really important. Otherwise, you're just going to be another name on a list.
0: Absolutely. You're preaching, man.
1: I like your style. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Well look, let's um let's wind it down uh wind it down here. If someone's gonna like listen to this um and now are they're curious about the, the photos, where where should they go and uh track them down?
1: Well the first uh, follow me on Instagram uh is the big thing. Uh artisan dot photography so it's a r t i s a n dot photography yeah follow me on instagram and if people have got questions just drop me a just drop me a dm like you know i'll quite happily chat to anybody like i've taken on like some mentoring roles lately for photographers just that people people i mean they find out i've been in the game as long as they have like people from the last time we hung out like i've had three photographers from that workshop just come back to me say hey i've got a question i've got a sticky situation here can you offer some advice? I'm like, yeah, of course I can. So if anybody's got any advice, just DM me. Um, The other thing I'm thinking of doing as well, moving forward with this project is um, an accountability project where if anybody fancies doing a project like this themselves, cool, DM me. And then I'll hold you accountable and I'll check in with you in a week's time to see what you've shot. If anybody wants any help or support during this period, don't be shy. Just get in touch. I mean, God, we're all well, in this
0: together. I, I hope people have listened to this point in the conversation and actually hear that and actually take advantage of it. Because um, not to blow, you know, not to blow smoke up your ass, but you are one of the more talented dudes who I've uh, who I've been able to to hang out with at these workshops and things like that. And you know what you're talking about. So, people, contact this guy. He's a smart. <laughs> mother- he's a smart motherfucker.
1: <laughs> thank you, Carlos.
0: <laughs> all right, let's stop it there, man. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this and uh, say hello to your dog.
1: Hello, Wendy
0: Because <laughs> I, I guess that's who you're talking to a lot these days.
1: <laughs> yeah, she doesn't talk back. Bless her. It's a thing.
0: Cheers, hey, man. man. Thanks a lot for doing this.
1: No problem. Take care, dude. Bye. 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 <laughs>